Alongside Jesse Simonton, I'm Austin Price for a little Instant Reacts podcast after Tennessee's 24-20 win over Missouri. Jesse, Tennessee bowl eligible uh, for the first time in a, in a few years and, uh, you know, dating back to that 2016 season when, uh, you know, they played in the Music City Bowl and, and beat Nebraska. Um, and, and Jeremy Pruitt's second year after a 1-4 and four start, kind of a come-to-Jesus meeting uh, following the uh, – Uninspired loss in Gainesville has uh, resulted in Tennessee now have, having won five of their last six, and they're sitting there at six and five with one game left. And uh, if they win next week, likely we'll uh, probably be headed to sunny Florida. Last time we were here, it was cold. It was miserable. <laughs> we're sitting outside. Butch got all mad because I asked him about, you know, did he think he was going to have a job in the morning? He ultimately did not. Um, this year, you know, Tennessee – we talked about it briefly in the two minute, but they did a whole lot of things wrong in this game, and yet they found a way to win. And Jeremy Pruitt was probably about as happy as we've seen him at any point of this season, wouldn't you say? I mean, he was grinning. He was grinning. He was smiling. He even enjoyed, you know, a lot of times, even after some of these wins during this recent streak, he's jogged off the field. You know, sometimes he barely even gives Casey, you know, uh, you know, like a, a big hug or anything, but today, I mean, he was tonight. He was feeling it. Um, this was something special, and uh, you know, the fact that Jarrett Garantano, you know, he they, they went Tennessee went back to this guy, the much maligned quarterback, and he turns around a performance um, where he, he even left some yards on the field, and yet he threw for over 400 yards. Tennessee ends up with three 100-yard receivers for the first time in school history. Those guys we said at the beginning of the season, if Tennessee was going to be successful offensively, it would go on the backs of Jawan Jennings, Josh Palmer, and, and Mark West Calloway, and all three of those guys just made um, a couple stupendous catches. All three of them took big shots. You know, whether it was Josh Palmer with the one-handed play where he gets drilled on the ground, Callaway, the one snap that Maurer comes in, almost gets just completely decapitated. Um, and Jawan got drilled at the goal line on a run, tweaked an ankle on another, and yet they all kept coming back, kept fighting. Uh, Palmer with a big third down catch, and then Jawan with the catch that won him the game. Yeah, I mean, just an impressive uh, outing. And to me, again, I, I, I go back. I mean, obviously everybody's going to talk about the 415 yards for JG, the three 100-yard receivers for the first time in school history. But I, honestly, I thought in the second half, Tennessee was able to run the ball enough and, and be effective enough on the ground um, to, you know, really just give JG and, and, and the rest of the offense an option where they didn't feel like they had to throw it every play. I mean, you go back in the first half, you know, Ty Chandler's averaging 1.7 yards per carry. You know, he ends the game over four yards a carry. You know, and, and Tim Jordan averaging four yards a carry. He ends the game over five yards a carry at 5.3. I mean, it's just an impressive uh, job up front by the offensive line who early did not have clean pockets, but later in the game, uh, you know, was much more effective. And then being able to run the football against the Missouri defense that had not been able to run the foot or had not given up many yards on the ground all year, I, I thought was, uh, you know, a, a nice little piece to this winning equation for Tennessee on Saturday night. Yeah, Crouch gets his first career touchdown in a little one-yard plunge. That was the, the, the play that everyone wanted to, to have happened at Bama and didn't. They called it tonight. One of the things, and I, and I jotted this down in my notes just watching the game, I mean, and I'll have this, you know, later tomorrow night once we fly back to, to Knoxville and, and get the review piece in. But 
you know, I thought Jim Chaney kind of busted out some of those old Georgia, Arkansas toss sweeps, you know, whether it was the extra offensive lineman with Calvert moving over or even just having Pope and the other tight end on the back on the outside with getting Trey Smith or uh, Jerome Carvin out on the edge. Um, those seem to, to really spring some of these longer seven, eight, nine, ten yard runs that kind of open thing up open things up for for Garantano and the receivers. But that is the storyline for Tennessee's offense. I mean they got five hundred some odd yards against the number ten overall defense in the country. Yes, Missouri uh, has been the beneficiary of playing some teams that aren't great offensively. But, you know, Tennessee took what Florida did a week ago. They said, hey, this is in Missouri. We have better receivers. Yeah, we have better receivers, so we don't have to throw it to the running backs and tight ends. We can throw it we down can the just, field vertically. Yeah, and, and they had, I think, nine plays. Uh, I lost count by the time we went to the field and watched the last five minutes. But I, at, at one point in the fourth quarter, Tennessee had nine plays over tw- nine completions over 20 yards. You know, again, all, all three of those guys just made fantastic catches. And, and JG, I mean, for he can't throw a swing pass to save his life. But whether it was third and 15, <laughs> third and 20, and then at the end of the game, I mean, he made two. He threw a seed, just a complete seed, to Josh Palmer over the middle. And then for them to come back on that last play, you know, Jawan Jennings basically demanded the ball on the sidelines. They call it an out route, a simple, uh, kind of a simple route for him. But JG had to complete the pass, and he did, and and that that was the game. And you know, I mean, think about how much they did wrong in this game, AP, in all the past seasons that would have lost. You get that two field goals get blocked. Uh, just strange kind of in-game management. Particularly, I mean, we can talk about particularly at the end of the first half with kind of the the timeout usage. Um, Tim Jordan fumbles when it looks like I mean, you're sitting there. You, you you look at me in the in the press box and you're like, man, if Tennessee punches it in here, the Tiger fans are going home. They're one that made to begin with, but they're going home. It's cold. It they're going to be down by two. For the touchdowns. second consecutive game, Tennessee had a, a a fourth quarter fumble that changed the momentum at the time. Yeah, you know, I mean, and somehow they found a way again, just like at Kentucky after the Ty Chandler fumble, they found a night after Tim Jordan fumbled. Yeah, and, well, and then and then the irony is they, you know, they they stopped them for a field goal here, and then Ty takes a knee on the kickoff return because he he complete he mi- misunderstands the fair catch rule, so Tennessee has to actually start inside their own eight yard line. Um, and that was just it. Just kind of a, cal- a calamity of of errors there. It, but again, they responded. The defense uh, kind of bowed up. They got it. They got a big stop there. They also got a stop when you know Missouri had a chance to to, to take the lead, and then and then the offense was able to put it through. I mean, again, the players I think were about as happy as we've ever seen them. Chris Rumpf after the game, coaches doing the you know doing the mime. Uh, bowling thing towards the fans. You had Kavaris Crouch and Trey Smith and Wandy Morris up in the stands. Marcus Callaway was signing autographs. I mean, it was it was a jubilant bunch, that's for sure. Well, and they should have been. I mean, you know, at some point, you know, we and we talked about this in the two minute drill. This was a, a, a group of seniors that didn't know how to win. I mean, you know, and you know, early in the year, I mean, you know, you, they were one and four, and you they could have been four and one, one and four. I mean, you, there was no difference in Marquez Callaway. I mean, it, it it didn't seem like it affected him. And you know, tonight, you know, I mean, he's one of the guys that's you know showing the most emotion, you know, with the fans and you know, and a big smile on his face. I mean, I, th- these guys that have kind of been through 
you know, the hellish times the last few years have, you know, found a way. They, you know, that I don't, it's easy to say they've had, a, you know, the meeting in, after the Gainesville game and all that. I just think they bought in, man. I mean, I, I think that, you know, they talked a little bit about the fact that the, the, the tenor of the meeting was, you know, it, if you're going to stay with us, and Nigel talked about this, if you're going if you, if to be, be here, then be all in. And they've been all in. And that's why, you know, I, I'm not going to say that some of the guys that left midseason were cancers. I do not think that's the case. But I do think that when you lose two or three guys and you look around the room and go, all right, those guys weren't all in. Is anybody else going to leave? All right, well, we're all in. And, and, and they just kind of took off. And they, they found a way to grind out that Mississippi State game. And after that, and the way they competed at Alabama, I think they had self-belief. When they played South Carolina, there was self-belief. Well, and, and from here on out, they've had self-belief. Yeah, and and both Daniel Batuli and Trey Smith kind of spoke to that after the game tonight. Trey Smith said the turning point of the season was Mississippi State. Batuli said when they gained that confidence was Mississippi State. Um, this is probably a discussion for, for Tuesday's pod, but, you know, I mean, I do think that the fact that Jeremy has – uh, instilled this group, you know, full of scars, battered and bruised, with with legitimate confidence and belief that hey, I can win with y'all. I, I think that really did mean something for for these guys uh, that had been you know particularly maligned for the last two three years. Um, so, I mean. Crazy game. We both picked Tennessee to win, so I can't say I'm surprised at the result. I mean, Missouri, Tennessee got some good fortune at the beginning of the game. You know, Alberto doesn't play. Johnson's out. Acey's out. So, obviously, Missouri was a bit shorthanded. But Tennessee took advantage, and they made their fair share of mistakes. But suddenly they're staring at the fact that they started 1-4 and four and have a real shot at going 7-5. and five. No doubt about it. I mean, who, I mean, who for all the folks saying Texas is back, Tennessee and Texas, I think, have close to around the same record now. I think they're both six and five. Yes, I mean, you know, I mean, it, I, you know, and, and I don't know who the reporter was. He was from, you know, he covered Missouri, but you know, he he was tasked with coming to the opposing locker room, and he asked Jeremy, when you look around college football and you see Willie Taggart and Chip Kelly and Scott Frost and the struggles they've had, what's it say about the success that your program's had? I thought that was a great question. Because you have talked about, you know, that early the start of the early signing period when Jeremy Pruitt and all those same group of core group of coaches and that and you go back to that, you know, December of 2017. I think they, you know, put piecemealing classes together and, and it hurt some of those programs. A lot of these guys are not having success, and he wasn't early in the year, but he is now. He is now. Couple uh couple individuals obviously that that bear um mentioning i think both good and bad we talked about the receivers obviously they were fantastic jg rough night for brent samaglia um you know that it was the mush rush on the first one where calvert and, and carvin really didn't seal the interior so that one got blocked he then the second one pruitt kind of laid it on the feet of the kicker the snap wasn't great but the kick was way low um not great there. Tennessee special teams did not have a particularly good night. Defensively, though, on the flip side, you know, the continued, I had the story on it before the game, AP, just kind of, you know, 
Nigel Warrior's renaissance and and how it's kind of happened and the idea that you know for him it's it's been a lot about you know, that, that, that he's just kind of found this renewed passion for the game but he's just playing so much more disciplined he's just making plays uh, in the right spot his tackle it, it's a play that gets lost in the box score AP his tackle on Missouri's opening drive where he stops the guy short by a yard and a half on four, on third and seven so they have to kick a field goal instead of you know first and goal from the 12 I mean that that's a play that that just goes down on the on the, on the, on the box score as a tackle but that you know you look at the game ends up being a one score game He's just making plays like that on a routine basis, on a week-to-week basis. That it's it's funny to say this. They're, Tennessee's going to miss Nigel Warrior next year. They're going to miss. They Nigel are. Warrior I mean, he, again, the 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 light the light has come on for certain guys on this team, and, and you know, you, I don't know if that's just them being more mature. I don't know if that's development. I like to think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I do think, and, and you know, and, and Jeremy's told me multiple times in the conversations we've had. You know, a lot of you know a lot of it is you know getting guys to to kind of you know be more mature. You know, I mean we're having to play a lot of guys as you know freshmen or sophomore. I mean, you know, Alante Taylor wasn't ready to play last year. I'm not even sure he was ready to play this year. I mean, the kid never really played corner in high school. You know, but he was thrust into it because he's so athletic. You know, who's maybe next year is going to be the boom year for him because he looks like a million dollars. I mean, who's to say that he can't, you know, take that huge step in a progression? I mean, sometimes it, you just, it just takes a while. You know, I mean, everybody has this high hopes for, for J.J. Peterson, and, and we'll see if it ever, you know, comes to fruition. But, uh, you know, same, go back a couple of years ago. John McTongbo, come in with unbelievable expectations, the weight of the world on him, him the ice cream cone, Bob Shoot, and all that stuff. And, you know, by his last year, he was really starting to come on as a player and really starting to develop and then got hurt at all. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the lights come on for some of these guys, Nigel being one of them, and you're exactly right. They'll miss him more than, you know, a lot of people would have ever thought eight weeks ago. Yep. And, I mean, my, my closing thoughts here, some other guys that I thought just quietly, you know, I'll be curious on the rewatch, but Aubrey Solomon goes out fairly early. Um, and Matthew Butler comes in and, and breaks up, you know, has a pass deflection. Karat Garland with a swim move, tackle for loss. Uh, you know, they got kind of some contributions from down the line uh, on the defensive line. Excuse me. And then offensively, you know, Calvert gets yanked for the penalty. That was not a hold. You know, I thought Jeremy probably overreacted a little bit there. Darnell was clearly not. Uh, particularly effective with that right ankle. So what do they do? They put Calvert back in the game, and Tennessee's offensive line pass protected, I thought, much better. Uh, basically, that final drive of the first half uh, all the way and you know through much of the second half, and, and that was with the same five guys that played uh, the majority of snaps together. Um, against Kentucky and tonight, you know, I didn't, I didn't notice. I don't, I'm not, I'm not even sure Jameer Johnson played. I don't think he did. Yeah, it's turf field here, so you, you don't know totally sure. But when he walked off the field, he looked clean. He didn't look like he had been, yeah, any scuffed up or. or he was any. standing by the heater most of the time when I saw him, which is where I would have been too if I, if I wasn't out there. So, yeah, I mean that's kind of my closing thought. Tennessee six and five. Who would have, th- you know, who'd have thunk it after an zero and two start? This staff, these players, they they reserve they deserve you know much of the uh, acclaim and praise that's going to come their way I thought it was fun I did think it was funny that Trey Smith he says you know 
no one picks us, no one believes in us. I think there's a lot of people that are kind of starting to get on this Tennessee bandwagon a little bit. You know, a lot of folks picked them to beat Kentucky. We obviously all did at Volquist. We were we all, all four picked them to win tonight. That's really irrelevant. At the end of the day, if they think that it, that, that nobody's picking them and that's driving them, you know, I, you know, how many high school coaches I know that have oh won, for sure have went and hung a banner. And, and said, you know, you know, uh, it would, with you know, bad words on it, and put it on the stadium, and it was like, oh, the kids from X school that were playing Friday night, look what they did, look what they did, and it fired them up, and you know, it was really the coaches at the high school that did that, they're doing it as motivation. So, you know, whatever works. That's I mean, what that's what Wes did. No, that's not what Wes <laughs> did. Uh, but maybe Rob did do that. Maybe Rob was. Um, no, no, all jokes aside. Um, my point is, is that you know whatever works. I mean, if it, if it, if it's going, it's going, and, and just keep it going. And and for Tennessee, they have now won five of six. They're six and five. They'll return home next week. A four o'clock kickoff on Senior Day, and you can bet the bottom dollar. I know Tennessee try fans. To hang a Fifty burger. Well, yes, but <laughs> I, I the Tennessee fans. They embraced teams. They embraced the basketball team a couple of years ago that was picked 13th in the league and ended up uh, you know, co-sharing the regular season title. For this group? They, they will be there at 4 o'clock next Saturday. It will be uh, – whatever tickets uh, are left, they will get gobbled up. Um, like the turkey, uh, the fifty burger, whatever you said, um, you know, in the next coming days, and uh, they'll be there loud. They'll be there loud, not only for Daniel Batuli. Not only for Nigel Warrior, but they're all going to come from number fifteen because the kid is, you know, they're going to miss him. They're going to miss him. I mean, what did he end up with tonight, Jesse? Um, looking at the final total, he goes for one fifteen. That now puts him basically, uh, if he can do that again, if he can do that number again, he'll get to a thousand yards. And uh, and he has got, two games to do it. Well, correct. But I'm saying in the regular season. I yeah, mean, I think that would be more impressive if he gets it in in the regular season. Uh, we get to a thousand yards. He's almost to ten touchdowns. He's got eight, uh, and that counts uh, one rushing. And he almost had another, a rushing one tonight. But that kid come lowered the boom. It was one of the few times Jawan actually took a took a big pop in his career. Um, but uh, Tennessee wins it. They're bowl eligible. And uh, you know, speaking for uh, all four of us at VolQuest. Uh, we want to win next week based off the fact that that helps the chances to go to Florida because we don't really want to spend uh, the holidays in a cold-weather city. We would much prefer uh, Jacksonville. I would like a tea time at TPC Sawgrass, and it makes it easier to cover the Under Armour All-American game in Orlando, Florida. For Jesse Salmonton, I'm Austin Price from Columbia, Missouri, signing off on this Instant React podcast on a winning night, Tennessee 24, Missouri 20.